In today's episode of the Spotlight Podcast, I chat to Land of Rubber Men. We chat about their new cover, Moonshine, their influences, and how they've gotten on through lockdown. This is the first time I've seen everybody since before New Year. <laughs> yeah. Well, hi. Hiya. If you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. And follow us on Twitter at the Spotlight Pod One. Okay, so welcome to this episode of the Spotlight Podcast. Today I'm joined by Land of the Rubber Men. I have Angus Byrne, the lead singer and guitar. I've got Angus Martin on saxophone. I've got Mark Mc... How am I saying that, Mark? Mark McMurtry. McMurtry. It's, it's, it's also Land of Rubber Men. There's Land no of No Thus. That's like a joke. It's like a joke we do. It's a joke that they always. Yeah, because every everybody <laughs> everybody adds in a the at least one the, but there's no the. And there's none. So I've actually. That's because really our name just it. doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so so in fact I've lost two points because I've put in two thes and there's actually yeah. yeah. zero. Okay. And we could add in a the between the land and the of. We could do. We could be land the of rubber man. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And lastly, Fraser Ross on bass. Uh, good evening, guys. Thanks for coming on. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having us. And this is the first time we've really done any podcast or things like this, so we're pretty excited. We're blessed that you've had us on. Well, I'm glad you're all excited. Um, I don't know who's best to ask, but one of you can jump in. Land of Rubber Men, how did you guys all meet? Where did it all begin for you? Uh, well, Land of Rubber Men, the band, we've, it's been a band for about six years, so quite a wee while. But in the format as we know it right now, uh, I started the band with my other pal Jack, he doesn't play with us anymore, but maybe in about 2000 and... I was in about 19, so about six years ago. Uh, and then there was three of us. It was a free piece. And then there was two jacks that played and they don't play anymore. But then we went on to the format of me and Fraser and Matthew playing as a free piece. And then Angus Martin joined us on saxophone. And Mark has always been producing our music. Like he does like all the producing of it. And more recently, he plays like guitar with us as well live so yeah. that's where we are right now the first thing you notice when you kind of read through the roles in the band like you say mark producing and angus um on saxophone that's that's a strange kind of lineup you know it's something different from the podcast having a saxophone player and having kind of producer within the band so angus morton with the saxophone where does where did that kind of incorporate into the band after the original setup the for our first EP that was getting released, uh, Gus. We usually go for Gus and then Angus for me. Um, cool. but then Gus, uh, I went to school with Gus, he was two years above me. Uh, and he sent me a message saying if, if, if I wanted to play sax on this EP, and kind of went and just the first the first time that I played with the band was the, the week before that we recorded the EP, and then went in the next week and recorded it. Um, and then from there, I guess became like a full, fully paid up member. Yeah, no, that's it. It's as I say, it's really cool, and it's something totally different from the kind of smaller bands from Glasgow and that, which is a a pretty amazing scene at the moment. So, you guys, when you first met, um, I'll jump to Fraser. What kind of music were you all listening to, or are you all listening to that kind of influences you at the moment? Uh, 
uh, I mean, this has been part of what's kind of influenced quite a bit of like the music that we play as well. Because when you listen to stuff, we managed to work out a sound that is like quite a core Land of Rubbermen sound. But while there's still a, like quite a lot of songs, we sort of internally will sometimes reference them before we give them a name as like a reggae song. Like we'll say like the reggae song or the dancey song, like we'll say, or the disco song. We'll say stuff like that because we all sort of come we all have like loads of different interests as well. Like Angus Morton's like a jazz background. Like Angus Burns has like started out with a lot of like, uh, like with folk and stuff and like very singer song, like a lot of singer songwriter stuff with that. Mark was done like pop, like has a really big pop sort of bit. I've sort of played in differences between like I, I do a bit of sort of everything it's sort of, so it's kind of it's like a big melting pot of all of those put together uh which kind of it, it sometimes it shows in our move it, it shows in the music that we sort of write that we've we'll be like oh we'll do this song as like a a, a sort of more disco track but it still has like a core sort of sound which obviously comes from the fact that we've instead of having like a lead guitar player we've got like a lead saxophone player so it sort of gives it like that sort of flavor if, yeah. if that makes sense yeah no it does and i think the song the first song that i heard that when i was introduced to you guys was a song called book you in um from happy birthday granddad the album there so for anyone who hasn't heard land of rubber men this is book you in And round we 
that was Book You In, Land of Rubber Men. That is an incredibly distinctive sound, as you just explained there, Fraser. And I think the saxophone, which we spoke about, you know, is, is a totally different element from like an alternative band that we don't usually see. Or maybe people do. Maybe jazz fans are <laughs> that are listening to the podcast do hear that a lot. But Angus uh, Byrne, I think the vocals especially caught me first off. The distinctiveness of your voice. I can't I can't put it on anyone else. I was trying to think who does this sound like, but who who do you who do you think you're influenced by when you're singing or is that just what you sound like? <laughs> well no, thank you very much for the it's always nice to be someone to say that you've got a distinct voice. Um I listened to a lot of music when well, my mum and dad listened to a lot of music, but I was big into like before I started the band, I'd play like open mics and gigs just by myself, like uh, acoustic. And I'd listen to a lot of John Martin, Nick Drake, like folk players like that. But also, I don't know, who else? Like some, like a bit of a blues. Also, maybe a, bit of, a wee bit of sort of dance, electronic music, sort of house. But I'm a real mixture of everything that like my, my parents are into. All sort of stuff like Robert Palmer, Bob Dylan, Neil Young. Loads yeah. of, just listened to a lot of music from an early age. I started like playing with a band because I wanted people to dance at gigs, you know? Because I'd just play there and it was good. People would stand and clap and that's nice. But then when I go see gigs, like my cousin or a few of my mates played in bands and there'd be people dancing. And I was like, I want to do that. And just with the guy and the guitar, it's kind of hard. So that's pretty much why I started, went away from playing by myself it's because I wanted to like people to there to be more energy and people to dance basically yeah well I think as I say the voice in itself I can't really pinpoint that in anyone else did you did you sound like that from the very beginning or was that yeah, something you had to I teach think, yourself I don't know I think I there was a time I compared to like Paolo Latini and quite a lot of that and sometimes although I like I really like Paolo Latini but at the same time when you get paired, compared you're like oh, I don't want to sound like him. Although I really have massive respect for him. I think he's quality. But, so I don't know. I don't, I think, try too hard. I just like the way it sounds is the way it sounds. Like, I did do some vocal, I did vocal uh, coaching at, at school and uh, went to a few singing lessons and maybe that sort of might have changed it a wee bit from what it sounded like originally, like, focus on, because it is hard singing, like, concentrating on your breathing and whatnot, but. Yeah, I've not really thought about it too much apart from yeah, Paolo Maritini, compared to him, probably most. Yeah. Anyone. So, Mark, to, let me ask you this. So, the first, we just heard Book You in the first track of Happy Birthday Granda. Was that the first album you'd kind of, were you involved in the producing of that? And why the hell, if anyone knows, is it called Happy Birthday Granda? Um, I believe the, the, the name of the joke line that Fraser Ross said during the recording. I could be wrong. But Fraser Ross can answer that question for you. Was it me? Like, <laughs> I thought it was you. Was, yeah. Uh, what was that? No, I'm, no, I'm not sure. I happy, can't remember the story it, behind it. I just happy birthday, Granddad! Is a yeah. The the, the demo version. The demo version of that album just had every time I sent it over to the boys, I just put a different old man on the cover of the demos. So. We definitely solidified the name, but it was never really given any thought the name. No, um, we worked on um, a little EP called Give It to the Goblin first. So, I mean, the three songs in Give It to the Goblin are all there and Happy Birthday Granddad. But 
give it to the goblin, really cemented the sound, because that's when Angus Martin was brought in. Because before, I think uh, Angus Burns, Gus was calling more with piano, weren't you, than a saxophone player? Yeah, yeah, keys player was always. Going, I just heard this fantastic saxophone player. I think we should have a saxophone player instead of a piano player. And I was like, mm -hmm. certainly more unique. Let's let's try it. And then the boys brought him in and we, yeah, and that made the first EP, give it to the Goblin. Yeah, I think it really works. And something, when you look from outside, you've got this kind of alternative band that want to, you know, kind of branch out and do different genres, but they've got this guy on a saxophone that is prominent in almost every song and it's the strangest but most marvelous thing so i guess on the saxophone when you came in and you know you guys have obviously done a few gigs and that live and you've performed like that is it weird being on stage when i see a saxophone guy it's in a restaurant in the back corner and he's playing <laughs> next to a big fish tank you know that's when i imagine the saxophone but this totally works why do you think that is um well thanks for saying that you think it works? Uh, that's always a good goal. Um, anyone said that? Yeah, uh, first time. <laughs> um, usually, people go, "Oh, a sax, cool," and then but don't, don't say anything about what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I think um, as it's gone on, I've sort of tried to think a lot more and more about, or focus a lot more on how it is that I fit into the general sound of the band like if you listen to or you could hear on book you in just there um and some of the other earlier stuff it's it's very much like um they'll be in the post chorus before the verse comes back in there will be like a wee bit of sax just kind of like a mini sax like break or, or or something like that and then maybe play a bit more at the end um i guess i guess in a sort of way that maybe a lead guitar would but then um as it's gone on, I've tried to kind of um, make it so that it blends a bit more. So maybe I'm not just, you know, improvising the whole time. I kind of come up with specific things that fit in with what Fraser's doing on bass or with what uh, Mark's doing on uh, on guitar and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's quite a bit, uh, <clears throat> if I can add to that as well, like there was quite a bit from when we had started where it was like with me, Angus and Matthew, where we were sort of playing as the three piece where we had a lot of the songs that are on Happy Birthday Grandad, in fact, most of the songs that are on Happy Birthday Grandad, and they were there as like a base of it. So we sort of had like, essentially there was a full, like the full rhythm section. You just needed like the lead lines. So that's why, and like in the first album, there was a lot, there was more when Angus came in, it was like slotting on top of what was like almost finished things. But then with like the second, with, well, when I say the second album, with everything that we're writing, yeah. after that and have been releasing and we're slowly releasing uh there's like more of a from the beginning point of view so that's why it's like how it all fits in together as well so it's not like you know have a jazz player sit on top of everything which works as well because if somebody's got the skill of a jazz player they can fit on top of whatever yeah. the whole band yeah. is doing no. but it, when it's been written with everything it sounds even more cohesive i would totally i would totally agree on what you're saying and as coming from someone who'd never heard you before and went, oh, there's a saxophone in that song, to being to a guy who, you know, has listened to kind of everything you've put out, it's now like, it's when it comes on, you don't hear, you hear, oh, that's the Land of Rubber Men. You know, it's it's not, there's the saxophone. It's, you can kind of hear, you say that kind of sound that you're you're going for, which is, which is great. 
So you guys haven't always had the same lineup per se. You've added to it and that. Can you just remember the first time you all performed together? There was a couple gigs. I think there was maybe one gig you played at Tuts when it was Jack and Jack in the band. Because I've, I've also known Jack and when the band started as well. Fraser, Fraser Ross actually played at Land of Rubberman's first gig, but in a different band. Yeah, so that's one like, for you. We were all very close. We were all very close, and I was teaching because Jack, when he was playing, when the original, the first bassist was playing with Angus, he wasn't actually a bass player. He's a guitar player. So I was teaching him. I was writing all the Land of Rubbermen bass lines anyway, and teaching him how to play them because he was a guitarist, and I was like, "This is how you're properly to play bass if you're going to play bass in this band." And then when he was like, "Oh, I, I want to play guitar," I was like, "I wasn't in any other bands." That I would like, I'd stopped being in any other bands at that point, and I was like, Well, this is just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> There's already things that I've written, so so I'm trying to I'm trying to write down the family tree of Landed Rubber Men of how you <laughs> all kind of how everyone kind of lapped over at different bands. So, does who remembers the first night that the, maybe the five piece all played together? The 30th of January 2020. We've only sadly, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark's, Mark's only played <laughs> live with us. Once, even though he's been the producer and played <laughs> with yeah. things, so it's are we not on two? Four, but it'd been four for a few. It'd been four for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the sort of Mark was added on stage yeah. as well. We were a five piece with me being the roadie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Right? The guitar tuner, because because oh. Angus has to change between uh, it, it changes between a lot of different tunings and guitars. Um, and I'm and really realize, bad at tuning guitars as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like realize there was like it wasn't going to get done quickly on stage and stuff. Was, <laughs> strings would always break. So Mark was like, "Look, I'm just going to be here to obviously just be a roadie for you." And then we were like, "We'll just come on stage." <laughs> so, now I just play the guitar when he tunes his set. We've, we've regretted. Uh, I, I think Gus. Gus subscribes to the power of positive thinking where if he acts like someone who's so big time that they don't need to tune their own guitar, then he will become that. <laughs> I think what he said. story of Gus was they were playing the 13th note and I was genuinely just there standing in the crowd with a pint at the very side of stage and Gus just leant over and was like, Mark, I need you to tune another guitar. And I was like, okay, have you got a tuner? No. That was, I, it, that was Edinburgh. That was Sneaky Pete. No, no, no. Sneaky Pete's I came prepared, remember, because I you pulled oh. a fast one at the last gig. And I mm-hmm. took the guitar and I had to go stand in the bathroom stall just to be able to hear the strings of this acoustic guitar <laughs> resonate. And then I just came back out and I was like, I think it's in tune. I can't hear you guys are playing pretty loud. This, this gig at the start of 2020 in January, Mark... Is this the only gig that you had last year since, obviously, the yeah. whole... You heard of this coronavirus thing that's happening? Yeah. That's why we're all in independent houses just now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I if it the only thing... video, we'd be all together. <laughs> as, as, the, as the guy said, I'd, I'd been working with them, recording them from about August 2016, and the first EP would be 2017. And we've done something pretty much every year since, but uh, they only asked me to be a guitarist when I stopped playing in my other band. And they said, do you want to come join us on stage? And I was like, yeah, why not? It, it was that easy for them. Just, do you want to join us on stage? Yes. Gus, 
How has it been? Lockdown's come in, we've all been isolating and not been able to get together. I know some bands have had times that they can kind of go in, you guys are probably the same, and be able to record some stuff. How has it been rehearsing and, you know, releasing, obviously, the new track that we'll listen to in a bit through this lockdown? Uh, well, in terms of music, I've been missing music heaps, like, so much playing. It's a big, it's a big release, like, I enjoy it a lot. At the moment, the past year I've been painting and decorating, so as a job. So in terms of the lockdown, I've been working not constantly through it, but doing okay. But we we obviously did that first album, and then there's a wee break, and then I'm writing more and managing to do a wee bit of recording. Uh, but obviously, we can't get like the second album is. We've got what three tracks released there, thereabouts. Not everyone's been around to do the part, it's been difficult, but yeah, I've been missing it a lot. We're trying to do our best and like you know, shooting some other content under other than just recording music because I think we've got a lot of ammunition in terms of recording music, but we're trying to get other content like we did a wee video the other week, and, but it's just finding the time and finding when it's appropriate, you know, to do it. Yeah, no, it's it's difficult for all the bands, and obviously performing live is something that not only fans are missing to be able to go to gigs, but like you say, bands being able to go on stage and, and perform for the people, because that's what the people want. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll have a quick listen. This is under the folk genre, actually, if you didn't know that. It's called Moonshine, and this is Land of Rubber Men. But my heart's on fire Cause the clock is approaching the midnight uh, I leave my window open All the lights are out And from the darkest night Comes the lightest shout Moonshine Moonshine moon The cow jumped over the moonshine moon Moonshine, moonshine moon I love you tonight under the moonshine Well, as we walk through the streets There's no one nowhere And a nightgown's trailing the feet up there I don't know where we're going And I don't care Just as long as you're here And the moon's up there Moonshine A moonshine moon The cow jumped over The moonshine moon Moonshine a moonshine moon I love you tonight Under the moonshine moon Now all the little boys and girls Around the town Dreaming through the darkness Till the moon goes down Me and my baby Gonna be up all night Dancing under Moonshine 
The cow jumped over the moonshine moon, moonshine, moonshine moon. I love you tonight under the moonshine moon. That was Land of Rubber Member, the new track Moonshine, available everywhere. What's the story behind this one? It's a cover track of Fran Healy from Travis. Oh, okay. So it's not our, I just, we need to get that in there. We could go on the whole podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's our new song. <laughs> would, have, would have fooled me, would have fooled me. And a lot, I've, I haven't heard that one before. I haven't heard that one. It's called Wreck Order. It's one of his solo albums that he did maybe about 10 years ago. It's a really okay. cool album. It's called Wreck Order. And uh, Katie Melua, I think Katie Melua covered okay. that track well in British Show. Uh, I think, don't hold me to that. Some, as a female singer-songwriter artist. I think it was Katie Miller. She had to cover it. Uh, I covered it because my friend's mum uh, is an, as an artist called Leslie Banks. We give her a wee name drop and some promotion for her. She's a really cool Glaswegian artist. Uh, she was Fran Healy's uh, tutor or uh, lecturer at an art college when he led, left school and they know each other. So we'd done that song a wee while ago and he'd said that he'd really liked it and then had mess- contacted uh, Leslie recently saying, oh, do you have a copy of it? Uh, and so we recorded it again for him. Uh, and then we just thought, well, we may as well release it and do a video. So that's that some That's another one to the Travis added to the Land of Rubbermen family tree there. Yeah, Travis there, <laughs> no quality. That's so, good. Yeah, that's how that is. Originally made, originally made for Fran Healy, and we just went, ah, yeah. I, there was one point I had to say to Gus, I was like, make sure you've got actual permission to then put it out as well. <laughs> but mm-hmm. obviously, he was fine with it as well. No, it works really well. It, as I say, it's another great little sound. Obviously, maybe not original now that that's been bluffed, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's still another way that I definitely could uh, hear you guys going. As a kind of second last question, Land of Rubber Men, it, it doesn't make sense at all. The Who name, came up with that? I'll tell you the story. Uh, Leslie, the, the same connection with uh, the late the artist, Leslie, her husband used to manage, you know, the Bluebells? You oh, know, maybe. Young at Heart. So, bands in the Orange Juice back in the 80s. And so he used to manage them and uh, he was playing with the Bluebells in Finland. And they're playing in this gig and one of the, the locals came up to the uh, Leslie's husband and was like, oh, just watch out. I don't think these guys are going to like you. The punters are not going to like you. Just watch out. It's this some ruffians here, the Scandinavians liking their big spirit drinking, like quite heavy drinkers. So he's like, all right. And then the gig starts and there's a big, basically the crowd start fighting with, with the band and there's a big whole commotion. And one of the punters said, watch out for the rubber men or something because they're so drunk. Like, you can't fight them. They're going to come back at you. They're going to keep on bouncing up. And there was a big fight apparently and they all got chased away from the venue in Finland back in the 80s. So that's why we're called Land of Rubber Men. It was that known locally, known locally as that as well. So that's what they 
said yeah. to them as well. <laughs> well, watch out for the rubber men, or watch out. Someone made some comment from the guys. Watch out for these guys, and they're not going to like. They're going to probably just start fighting with you. Well, shout out and to all our happen. brothers and our brothers and sisters in Finland and Norway and Denmark and Sweden yeah. and all that. That's you know I asked band, I asked bands and artists on this I'm like why are you called this you've got a ridiculous name like what's it all about and they're like thought it was funny it was funny but that I like lovely now we actually have a story of how something was originated yeah. Mark you can maybe maybe you're not allowed to tell me maybe you are what's next for Land of Rubber Men um, where are you what's what's happening after lockdown or is there any more lockdown music to come or um, we have. Uh, a still album worth of music to, to polish off. We kind of need saxophone. We have one song that we have managed to get saxophone on because uh, Angus Martin has been locked down in Edinburgh with the rest of us here in Glasgow. And um, we have recently, uh, I just wrote a treatment for a music video, finally. We have been trying to figure out music videos where we can all stay in lockdown but have a coherent together lock lockdown music videos so i guess we don't even know we're going to do that too and i'm not going to say the name just yet because i think it'll be the next single anyway and um but yeah so a music video the rest of that album to come out and probably the five of us will go to the cottage and record album number three when we can finally see each other again the cottage is a famous uh i won't disclose the I guess won't disclose the location because he's not entirely sure where it is he keeps <laughs> it every time my oh, geography is well back it's in Ayrshire near a place called Colleen Castle yeah we all just if you know that that's um that's where I'm based right now for uni and yeah I know exactly where it where Colleen okay, Castle well, is maybe one day you might get a wee invite to the cottage and a wee party once it opens up Sure. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to. And if, as long as Angus brings the saxophone, then. Hold me to that. Hold me to that list. Because if I you're nearby, then we will do it one day, I'm sure. Definitely keep in touch. And I want my, I want to be saxophoned in, uh, if that's okay with Angus as well. Mm-hmm. I'll do the foghorn treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with everything in the future, guys. The new song, the new cover is great. And we can't wait to come and see you guys live one day uh, in Glasgow, wherever that may be, um, and have a good uh, boogie. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much, Luke. Thanks Thanks for having us. Even when when he has to just be at a computer, he's still late. (laughs) (laughs) And he's not allowed to leave his house. Four out of five for me is a perfectly good score. I'm very happy with that.